0: To a new episode of Loose Screws. How are we doing today? Um, today is a momentous day in the very short history of Loose Screws before we are taking on our first co pilot. Welcome, Justin, everybody. Um, he is joining us. Uh, he was my listener uh, interview last week. I liked him so much. He's very uh, personable, very friendly, and uh, I mean, you know, he's He's a pretty cool guy. We'll keep him around for a little bit see how he does. How how things, how things been going, Justin? it
1: have been going pretty good. Uh, you know, just been grinding it out on Elite and thinking about this episode.
0: Yeah, what have you been up to in the game?
1: Uh, well, as we saw on stream earlier this week, uh, I returned back to Civilization after dipping my toe into Exploration, and uh, now I'm just trying to grind my Imperial rank.
0: Cool. Did you get any uh, first discoveries on that on the trip back?
1: I do have one planet discovered, and I believe one star discovered.
0: Cool. Well, do you know what kind of planet it was?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did I just you... know that EDSM gave me the badge for it. and I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> See, so like when you discovered it, did you do the thing? Because it always says like, hey, someone, you are the first discoverer. Blah blah blah. Did you think or you took a screenshot of it so you could look it up later?
1: I. Don't even remember anything popping up, to be honest with you. Like, I must have just been so just like, scan, go, scan, go, scan, go, that I didn't pay attention to the uh, the info panel.
0: No, when you actually uh, get back to base and you turn turning the data, like, that's actually where it'll pop up and tell you you are the first to discover blah, blah, blah.
1: That never popped up either. Hmm. But I did make about 50 million credits.
0: Well, that's worth it right there.
1: Ooh, so you're you about
0: ready to buy you a Crate Phantom then, ain't you?
1: Uh... I think we're gonna save up for an anaconda first. If I'm being uh. honest with you, I don't have any of the large ships. So you know, we gotta we gotta get a large ship in the fleet. I've got I mean, like seven other ships right now.
0: We do gotta get you a large ship in the fleet. That way you can come to the dark side and fly a vet.
1: <laughs> That's next. So uh, I think you're... first we're gonna go with the cutter.
0: Ah, uh, why are you going with the cutter, man?
1: Because I've already got like imperial ranks graded. Oh, sorry.
0: So you're looking at, you're looking at the, like the, now, now, now you have some, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was looking, I was watching your stream, and I think you have some fed ranks, and I think that you're one rank away from getting the soul permit.
1: Hmm. I'm just saying. Now, now you've got me sitting here going, should I abandon the Imperial cause? (laughs) I mean, I've got the Imperial Eagle, that's really, you know, I, I love my Eagle, like, But now it's kind of like, ooh, if I could get a Corvette. Hmm.
0: Do you have to have Imperial rank to have the Imperial Eagle?
1: Uh, no, you don't. I think you can get the Imperial Eagle to set an Imperial system.
0: Yeah, because by by the time they come out, I had already was like, like I think a not king, but like a duke or whatever whatever the rank is to have the cutter already had it. So. I wasn't sure you actually had to have a rank for the Eagle.
1: I don't think you have to have a rank for the Eagle because I remember looking down at my rank and I was 100% and still on no rank. And I did one mission last night for the Imperial Navy because I finally managed to find a Navy mission. Mm -hmm. And after I did that, I am now a 100% outsider. So Hmm. I've got to find another Imperial Navy mission.
0: Yeah, I... I can tell you that when I was doing that, like you're better off like sticking to one and just grinding it out because I know when you flop to the other side and it's like that, it's like it has like a negative return almost. Like it takes longer for you to get back in their good graces, so to speak.
1: I mean, I don't think I like cuz that was the thing. It's like I literally never pledged to a power before, and now I'm pledged to Isling, Aisling, Azling, whatever you want to pronounce her name, Duval. To get the uh, prismatic shields, but I'm kind of starting to wane on that and it's just like maybe I should just go grind Federal Ranking get a Corvette because I read so many people loving their Corvettes. Yeah.
0: By the way, so I went and looked this up recently because I got into a conversation with somebody I work with that told me it was pronounced Ashling.
1: Ashling? Hmm.
0: Ashling. That that is the way it's spelt is a Welsh. And if I offend anybody in in the UK, I, I apologize. But uh, that is a I believe that is a Welsh spelling of the name, and it's that's that's it was that was where the name actually derived from.
1: Oh, well, I will be sure to keep that in mind going forward.
0: Yeah, so you know, make sure you pronounce that blue-haired girl's name right. So. <laughs> Um, man, I've just been sitting, I, I, I got that type 10 built and I've just been sitting at home, uh, and home is Shinrata. Um, I've been doing a little, uh, type 10, uh, farming.
1: Okay. Never, so quick question. How do you have your type 10 belt? Because I've seen, cause I've heard it doesn't turn well. So I know a lot of people like to turn it into a literal moving fortress and have a crap ton of turrets on it.
0: You are correct, sir.
1: Uh, all right. So,
0: I've been kind of depend. I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this ship uh, after I purchased it, because uh, damn you, pilot, damn you.
1: (laughs) That pilot video, man, made all of us want a Type 10 to explore with.
0: Yes, he's, anyway, so I got this, and and the thing is, I love to fly this ship in VR. So, I, I strap on the rift, and the reason why is because when you're sitting in the cockpit and you kind of look over, you're looking down about three meters, on either side, because you're look you're up on this platform, mm-hmm. and as you look around, you have a full 180 by about I guess 120 below you field of view. Like like forward is 180, above you is 180, below you is like 120. So it's this ridiculous view, and like you really feel like you're just kind of hanging off the edge of space for like. Oh, a, that sounds wonderful! It is so cool. But. You're also hanging off the edge of this giant space turd that turns so freaking slow. <laughs> and I went ahead and got drag drives and dirty or dirty drag drives on it. I did all the things to make it better. And it's it's just a it's just a big floating turd it's in space. It's just it's
1: it's a flying space fortress. Yes. Like there's really no other way like the pilot put it best. It's just a space
0: fortress. Space fortress. Well, on sick turd, I'll call it space fortress. <laughs> But, um, he, uh, he made me want to buy one and then I went and bought it and then I put a bunch of turrets on it and it's, it will, it will really tear NPCs up. I haven't tried it in PVP or nothing yet. I probably won't try it in PVP. Uh, I've done a, I haven't done any Thargoid hunting with it yet, but I did try, you know, just, I took out a couple of elite Anacondas, you know, so I'm having fun oh, with wow. it. That's, that's That's all I'm doing with it. But... The thing with it is, is that, it's, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like, it's, it's like, if, if I want a ship I'm just going to destroy things with, well, I got my vet for that. And I have <laughs> gimbal weapons on my vet, but, and then, it's more fun to fly because it's, you know, you can just turn and burn with that thing. But, I figured out what to do with this ship. It's my support ship. So, I put, um some repair Olympic controllers on it, some fuel transfer limpets on it. I put an extra fuel tank on it.
1: Dude, put, that um, actually sounds, yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: I strapped uh, a couple of beam cannons on it. Or beam, beam turrets on it with, um, regeneration sequence. So like I could roll this thing up into, um, a haz res with some like of you or some other buddies and like when, when your Mamba has, you know, looked at someone funny, because <laughs> Mambas are, you know, shields are crap. Um, I can throw shields on it. And when you're about to die, I can throw your repair limpet on it. And I went in through a decom, uh, a decontamination limpet controller on it because I want it to be able to, like, if I decided to take this thing, uh, Thargoid hunting, I'm not hunting Thargoids. I'm just there to repair, you know, like that's yeah. all I'm there to do It's just repair.
1: Man, and... I could have used you, uh, the other night cause I was fighting in my, uh, Viper. And, uh, like I see, you hear that telltale sign of glass cracking. Mm-hmm. And my first thought, as soon as I hear that is like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> and I book because I do not like dealing with shattered canopies. And uh, it was a nightmare, but as soon as that happened, I got out of there, I went back to where I have, currently have all of my ships parked, and I pulled out my vulture, and went back and finished the mission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should get to some news, because we actually have some news this week.
1: <clears throat> I know, that's why we're recording a day late.
0: I know. So, uh, normally we record on, on Thursdays, um, or we'll be recording on Thursdays, I, I think we've missed a few days in the in the past, but... We skipped yesterday because we wanted to listen to the uh, broadcast and get our notes together on that. And this is going to be all about, uh, or mostly about, the September 18th uh, update. The big uh, new player update that's coming. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about them doing a a, a new player update. Um, on the one hand, I think it's really needed because... I feel like that there's, I remember when I started this game and there was nothing and I had to figure it out. And now there's YouTube videos and stuff to kind of help you. But back when I started, there was very little and it was a lot of trial and error. And um, now we're going to get these videos that kind of hold your hand through a bunch of stuff. And I'm okay, I am like, like the idea of FDev doing this because I want more players in this game. That being said, I don't know if we're going to get a whole rash of players. Like, I almost kind of almost had the mindset, maybe we should have spent this time doing other things, like getting other things to work, you know?
1: I mean, yeah, I agree with that, but at the same time, it's just like... Um... I mean, when I started playing this game, I started playing with my roommate at the time and the group of people that I normally play with. And whenever one of us would figure out something, we would kind of pass along that information to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have a similar experience or was yours just kind of like you played solo and a lot of it was just trial and error until, you know, it's like you started getting YouTube videos or forum posts, like kind of giving you the general idea of what you needed to do?
0: Well, up until about a year ago, I had never been in a wing with anybody. Oh. I had never played with anybody because I had a very poor um, string of luck with, uh, well, number one, none of my friends really like space games. They're more into like World of Warcraft and stuff. So that's problem number one. Uh, problem number two is that um, like I would talk to commanders in open and what little bit I went to open to play and talk to people to try to find people to play with, add some bad experiences like getting shot down, uh, people just ignoring you, people not communicating. So I ended up leaving a bad taste in my mouth and then just on the off chance, um, a guy I work with, um, don't work with them no more, but a guy I worked with played and then, um, he kind of got me back into open a little bit and then my buddy Cody picked up the game and then, uh, we decided to play in our own little group and that's kind of where we've been ever since and happy days ever since. So
1: and it sounds kind of about like my experience only, uh, from day one, I've been playing in a wing and I've never done open play. We have always done private play like private group play. So, I mean, that's really interesting to hear. And I'm like, I'm, obviously, I'm happy right now that somebody, you know, started playing with you because uh, we wouldn't have this podcast if that mm-hmm. never happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, flip side of that is that, you know, I also I participated in a few races. Um, like I did an SRV. I mean, I didn't win anything. I was never good, but I would I would see like a community getting together to do like a little race or something. I'd sign up for that race. I did a uh, I would participate in the first distant worlds. And then I got ganked. Uh, God, where did I get ganked at? I want to say it was checkpoint two is where I actually got ganked at.
1: You know what's funny about you talking about that and talking about World of Warcraft and the same thing? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you played on a PvP server. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just kind of like you know, like you say your friends never played space games, but they played World of Warcraft. In a sense, though, both of these games are MMOs because if you play in open, you get ganked
0: flip side of that is in world of warcraft if you get ganked it's a five minute run back you get ganked in this game and you're at distant worlds at waypoint two it's a four or five hour trip back
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: all right so let's get to the news here so um (laughs) we have to do this thing so the big thing coming to this is going to be training modules. Now, when I was watching this stream, it looks like they start off with like a new commander and immediately put you into the first training module where it actually introduces introduces you to this voiceover guy named Theo Acosta. Uh, he's with the Pilots Federation. I'm doing hand quotes here. Um, and it takes you through the basic tutorials. It does like auto launch, auto dock. Um, looks like it's going to actually like launch you out of the dock and then... Um, it does, it takes you through some basic like throttling up, throttling down, um, that kind of stuff. And then it, um, takes you to this mega ship where it has you shoot some stuff. A couple of things I thought were really cool that I learned through this, watching this live stream was one, they're, they're implementing some things with the interface with some flashing uh, and bracketing stuff on the interface that I feel like they could utilize for future game or for future things um, like maybe a uh, what's a good way to put it like maybe a uh, like maybe a mission where um, God, I don't even know how to put it like part of the like part of the interface fails or something like cause like there's a part where like the radar flashed they could effectively use that to where like your radar fails. Like they could, they could actually implement failures of modules and ships and stuff now.
1: Oh my God. Don't even joke about that. I mean, (laughs) as cool as it would be like, it's already a nightmare when your canopy breaks trying to land in the station. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I feel like if they're adding this, like all of those little HUD updates and indicators, like, is it just for the tutorial, or is it actually, like, I feel like they, it'll be implemented into the game as well.
0: Well, we know it's for the tutorial, and we know the tutorial is basically just using some scripted world stuff. Like like the dock you started out, the Mawson dock, that's a real place you can go, and the dock where you end up at, that's a real place you can go. But because right after that you're you're in the, the little Fi- pilots federation zone starting area thing that they put in on the last and uh, that was the April update or whatever it was. So, um, I, I thought it was really cool that they're doing all this interface stuff. The other thing I noticed I don't know if you saw it was the throttle icons show a little uh, arrow for forward and reverse.
1: Yeah, I did see that and. While like I agree that's a change like that that's a subtle thing that makes it easier to read it. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention like when you're going forward reverse, the, the the blue position changes for like it's on the bottom if you're going forward and it's near the top if you're going reverse. Right. So I'm not a hundred percent sure <clears throat> if that change would like little arrows are needed. But at the same time, it's just like you know, for a quick glance over, yeah, an error is going to be a lot easier to look for than a, you know, where your blue zone's at. Did you in the heat of the moment?
0: Did you hear the part where they were talking about uh, the like their their iter their iterative? I can't say that word. Iterative. Iterative. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: their iterative process, where they they were bringing people in and they had like things set up where they could tell where people were looking. And where people's, eyes were, where people's eyes were going to so they could figure out what part of the interface they needed to do better at.
1: Um, yeah, I caught a bit of that. Um, and I mean, that's always a good thing to do because if if you're tracking where people are looking at certain times where you need to update things, like, it's always a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I mean, they—I they, feel like they did put a lot of effort into this, and hopefully they continue to put this much effort into all of their updates. Yeah. Because um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, is a lot. But ha- this game's been out for what, like four or five years now.
0: Uh, I believe twenty fourteen. I want to say it was November twenty fourteen. So, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, about
1: five years now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this update's kind of late.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like that, too.
1: And as much as I don't want to say that, because, I mean, I'm all for a growing population. At the same time, it's just the majority of your players that are going to be here for this are... they? We've already learned this the hard way.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing I noticed, too, is how they're teaching... Like, I, I say they're, they use the word teaching very loosely. They're teaching how to auto-dot... how to dock auto and how to go into super cruise by by the auto by the super assist super cruise assist and man i had to learn how to do that all manually like i had to learn manually and stuff you know
1: and that is one thing that does concern me because all of it is auto yeah like if you don't read what the auto docker is doing like when it deploys the landing gear when it retracts the landing gear when it boosts when it does this or that when it comes to buying your first ship and let's just say you know you're you're looking up builds because you know you understand a little bit about the game and you want to try to have the best ship you can a lot of those builds aren't going to have auto dockers mm-hmm. And if you don't know that you need to request docking, if you don't know that as soon as you enter the station, you need to lower your landing gear, and if you don't know how to use your thrusters to center, well, yes, they do have thrusters, like a thruster training thing, I'm pretty sure. They do, yep. Um, But if you don't know that you need to manually do all of this, I feel like you're almost putting players at a disadvantage by holding their hand from the get-go.
0: Well... Yeah, um, I, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, you want to make your game as approachable as possible to the, the vast number of people, but at the same time, you want to make it complex enough that you can keep those people. You can keep people who are going to pay your bills, so to speak. Yeah. So it's kind of a balance. Like, like the the phrase I've always kind of heard is, uh, "easy to learn, hard to master." And um, you know, there, there's other game companies that are excellent at the easy to learn, hard to master uh, concept. And uh, I feel like with Elite, it was, it's always been hard to learn, hard to master. And it's like they're trying to go back and fix that a little bit, so it, it feels a little weird to people, to people who like me who've been playing since launch. But then I think about like like my buddy Cody, who just started back in December, he could probably benefit from doing some of these tutorials they're putting in. Um, because, so that way he's not asking me, hey, how do I blah, 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 blah.
1: I mean, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, now, I have, after coming back, done a run through of the current tutorials they have. Right. And you know, it, it pretty much touches on a bunch of this stuff. It's just minus the scripted cinematic go-through. Right. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where auto docking is kind of like training wheels when you're learning how to ride a bike. And then once you take those training wheels off, like there's so much to learn. But this isn't just riding a bike. This is learning how to you know, completely dock on a rotating space station, which to this day, I'm not even going to sit here and lie. I'm still trying to make the perfect landing every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the struggle. But, you know, they're, they're, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, BS you on my Viper, which, you know, I have purely outfitted for combat. If I'm in a hurry, like, I still have an auto docker on a dock that thing. <laughs> like, because I had the inner, I had the, the, the power supply for it and space for it. So it's just like, okay, we'll keep that on there. Why not?
0: Right. Well, I can see it from the, like. I could really see it from the point of view of, of, um, <sighs> like just a convenience thing. Like I, I had an auto docker and a super cruise assist on all my ships there for a while, just because it was, Hey, I'm going to go like auto dock. And we're going to get a drink or I'm going to go to the restroom or whatever the case may be. But I've since moved the auto dockers off because I realized I miss docking. I miss uh-huh. launching. I missed it. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, man, it, it, it once I realized I missed it. I took it off all my ships, but I left the super cruise assist. And here's why I left the super cruise assist because the auto orbit thing is so useful and keeping that on there to where I can put my, like it's so useful from the point of view of taking screenshots and using the external camera for flybys and little videos and stuff. I use that all the time. And it's it's a good great way to take screenshots. You can get some angles you can't necessarily do with just putting your ship at zero throttle and doing it. It's it's just it's just honestly I use it just for just for eye candy right now.
1: Well, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that because let's be honest, once you learn free camera, this game becomes nothing but eye candy. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I I I don't have super cruise assist on a whole lot of my, I don't even think I have it on any of my being honest with you. I can't remember right now. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I didn't realize that you could actually put stuff into like auto orbit with it, which that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, like that's, I I probably need to do this. It's only on
0: planets by the way. So and Yeah. Moon, so, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, that's really awesome. And that will definitely help with screenshot qualities. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, I like the docking and like that, that, that little bit of challenge, like, well, yes, I can do it and I don't crash anymore. It's just still looking for that perfect exit and that perfect entrance.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it's one of those small skills that you're trying to master every day. And it's just one of those things that makes the game still enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. Hell, I've seen a video where somebody takes an anaconda all the way to the back of a large, like, a station. I don't know if you've seen this video, but uh, I'll try to find it again if you haven't. But um, he takes an anaconda and launches it, and he's going to exit the station, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Turns flight assist off, and he's all the way at the back. Lines himself up at the back of the station and just boosts. And as he boosts, he exits through the mail slot turning sideways and rotating out. Oh, that's cool. It is by far one of the craziest videos I have ever seen, and I don't ever think I'll be able to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I've done some of that accidentally, but... (laughs) Well, I mean, just the
1: the fact that you're exiting a station without hitting another ship and you're completely sideways in an anaconda as you exit through the mail slot.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some guys out there. I've seen some videos out there with some guys doing some really crazy good stuff. That
1: There are some crazy pilots out there, and yeah. we appreciate your videos. <laughs> but speaking of the video tutorial and all that, can I talk about the one thing that excites me the most? Hold on one about...
0: sec. I got, I, got one, I got one more thing I want to throw in.
1: Yeah, okay, okay.
0: The Super Cruise Assist will have a toggle for a throttle control. So basically... And you can, there's an option now where you can turn the throttle control on and off to where when you're just in super cruise assist, it, it basically maxes you all the way there kind of thing. So that, that was just one little thing that way you don't have to find the blue spot in the throttle. It's a little bit more intuitive. So
1: So it's just like, you know, pressing the button to automatically activate immediately set throttle to 75%.
0: Yep, that's what I mean by dumbing it down a little bit. Maybe maybe they're dumbing down the game just a little too much.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's dumbing it down because there's always been the option to press a button and have it do it automatically.
0: Yeah, yeah, so...
1: So, I mean, it's just making it to where you don't have to take that extra step. And to me, like, I'm not going to say it's dumbing it down. It's just removing some of the unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Well, you make a good point there that they... Um... You know they—they, they, uh, I don't know. I—I I, I feel like they do a pretty good job with it when it comes to making, uh, giving you enough technical stuff to where it feels like a simulator, but then finding the balance to where hey, here's some arcadey type stuff to where it's still a game and it's still fun to play.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the way I look at it though is just like this is all just tutorial.
0: Yeah. Everything
1: well, after that remains the same.
0: All right, man. You've been wanting wanting to talk about this ever since we got on Discord, so
1: let's hit it. uh, So the one thing I want to talk about from the tutorial that makes me super excited, and I really hope they do more with it, is the flight training and flying through the rings. I really hope that they implement some sort of racing system that uses this. Or obstacle courses that use this. Because that would be genius. And Lord knows that would attract so many people to come play this game. (laughs) So. I mean, what are your thoughts about it?
0: So, um, the people who are listening to this show need to go watch the video from FDev to kind of get the idea. But there are these rings in there. They're kind of circular, hexagonal looking they look like they're about twice the size of a of a sidewinder. So, sidebar here: if they're going to put this in, they're probably going to need to put in ones that are at least as wide as the uh, top ten or top nine, whichever ship is the widest one right now. Um, I don't know. I guess that's actually the or, the uh, beluga, isn't it?
1: I, I honestly have no idea, but I feel like they could implement different sizes and have yep. different sized courses for it. So. You know, to your credit, I
0: think you got a great idea here. I think that this is something that FDEV should implement that make it to where people can drop, like, I think it'd be cool to actually have these as like somehow of you can put them in a cargo container and you can drop them somewhere and then turn them on and make race courses out of them. Ooh. Um, I think that'd be really awesome. I, I really want them to do that. I would, Well, you told me this idea earlier. Uh, The more I've been chewing on it in my brain, the more I like this idea. (laughs) Uh, Well,
1: I mean, uh, my whole thought was it's just, you know, why not make an expansion pack out of it and have like give give your player base the ability to create their own racing courses. I feel like that is like a genius idea for the appearance of effect. fact that, A, you're giving people the ability to create, and then you're going to have people like me who are going to want to play these creations. Like, I'm not a creator, but I will play them all day.
0: You know, and that's a really good idea because there are... Okay, so I think about Skyrim, and what, what, gave, that, what gave that game such a long tooth was you know i I got like 1500 hours on skyrim and the first time i played it i played it without any mods or anything i went all the way through i did everything i could possibly find and then i went and found a guide so i could do the things that i missed then i did all the expansions i built my house i did all the i didn't do any mods or any cheats did all legal and then the second time i went through i modded the hell out of it
1: (laughs) And that sounds like the typical user experience.
0: I, I went through all the <laughs> like the high definition mods, all the, uh, uh, all the graphics quality. I didn't really change the game itself. I just did like the high resolution quality mods, and then I went I mainly just did the main game through it. But I played it as a ranger, <clears throat> ranger the second time, where like a bow and arrow because I like could slow down time. that was really cool. And then the third time, I played it. Like, I did a different starting experience. I put every freaking mod... I did, like, a survival mod where I was, like, cold and crap like that. I did every mod I possibly could find that I I thought would look cool and put on it. But if it wasn't for the modding community and the fact that they had modding tools available, I would have only... I would have done it like I did with The Witcher. And sidebar here, The Witcher 3 is my favorite game of all time. It, It dethroned Legend of Zelda Link to the Past recently. Um... But
1: Ooh, that's, know, a, that's a tremendous title to,
0: I know, but, um, so the, the, I, but I've only played the Witcher three once all the way through and I'm not probably not going to play it again. Not because I dislike it or anything like that. It's, it's one of my favorite worlds in, in all of gaming, but, and Geralt's one of my favorite characters, but I'm done with it. Like I, I did the game. I'm done with it but because now I know there are mod tools out there now for it, but they came out a little late and I just wasn't interested in implementing them when I was playing Witcher. because I played it right after it launched. And when, by the time they came out, I just wasn't interested in modding it to to play it. But Skyrim came out with mod tools days after it launched or, or with the launch. I can't remember now.
1: So, well, I mean, and this brings up another good point. Like, well, I'm not saying that we need to be able to mod the world of elite dangerous Just let us build courses. Like, let us design a few things. Yeah. We don't need to, like, mod it to where it's like, oh, well, there's broccoli growing on this planet and this growing on this planet. Like, we don't need that kind of stuff. We just give give your people some basic creation tools is all I'm saying. I don't disagree with you. Like, I would love this idea.
0: In fact, I would kind of, I think it'd be kind of cool to see that that this would be cool to see, like, maybe this is what they do with the arena slash CQC. You know, maybe this is where CQC ends up. It's like just a big sandbox where people to play in. And, oh, you got this map, I'll go play in your map. Oh, you got that map, I'll play in your map. Oh, look at this map over here. The problem with this is, and I'm going to use a page from Blizzard's book, because Blizzard gets dinged a lot because of the fact they don't have a whole lot of, like in their in their video games, they don't have a whole lot of player customization. And they get dinged a lot on that. flip side of that is, is that when they do turn on player customization,
1: you end up with characters running around with bunny
0: ears and penises.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's true for any game. But, um, I mean, yeah, Blizzard might get dinged for that a lot, but they don't really have a whole lot of games where it makes sense. The only one in my head that I can think of where it's really been a great success is both StarCraft and the StarCraft II series with the map creators. That's a good point. I mean, mean, we have seen those in professional tournaments now where it's a community made map has mm -hmm. been so good that Blizzard's like that is a new tournament map.
0: Yeah. Well, not only that, but we've seen, I mean, all of Dota. Dota itself is a mod. Yeah. Yeah. All of Dota would not exist without uh, Blizzard's tools, you know. Uh, For that matter, it's it's kind of funny. I don't know if you've heard about this auto chess stuff. Auto, no, I have not. It's like a, it's it's like a, so it's, it's completely dumb. It's a mobile game and I, I, it's not completely dumb. It's kind of cool, but basically the, there's this mod for Dota where you, I've only played it once, so you, but basically you, you pick out some characters from Dota, you raise them up a little bit, you spend some things on them to make them better, and then you put them out there and then they auto fight each other. And the whole cool. idea is that you want to try to build a good team to kind of counteract the other team. And it's 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 kind of a cool little game, but it's all a Dota 2 mod. And if you think about it, and this is really huge in Asia right now. Like, it's huge in Asia. Um, like, millions of downloads, millions of people are playing it. They already got tournaments going on over there. So, it's just a matter of time for it kind of hits over here real big. But... All of this came from a Warcraft 3 mod, because that made Dota 2, or that made Dota, which then made Dota 2, which then made this mod for Dota 2.
1: It almost sounds like, and I hate to say this, but it almost sounds like a more advanced form of Pokemon. That's like you get your characters, you level them up and you try to find the best counters for the team you're facing. That's
0: actually a really good way to think about it. Except that it's a little
1: more complex.
0: Yeah, maybe like I've only (laughs) played like two matches for it. It takes forever. Um, League of Legends has, has a competitor to it now called something battle arena. Um, And there's a game called auto chess, and then there's Dota Legends Auto Chess, and then there's this other thing, because the people who made uh, Auto Chess, like, they split off and made their own company and called it Auto Chess. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's they got a huge following, man. It's kind oh. of a, and, you know, <laughs> all I can think of is, while while I was hearing about this, I'm kind of like, man, where's, where's, and I know this is the Blizzard show, so I'm trying to, I need to steer back on FDev, but why all this is happening in blizzard's backyard and all i can think of is why is blizzard not doing they have all the stuff to do it they have heroes of the storm go make this and make a crap ton of money and then make games i like again please (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) that's my rant for the day i'm done slash end rant (laughs) (laughs) so anyway but But yeah speaking of
1: constantization on the topic of customization and things like that, we'll go ahead and, yeah, I guess, livery. pivot on this. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to livery. Yeah, so
0: the livery thing is going to be done on the main menu now. I, I still don't know if you can do it in, like, a, sh- a station or whatnot. Um, they updated it to delivery to to where you can change things on ships and vehicles, uh, like the SRV and the fighter, um, the interface, like it's a whole interface change for the livery. You do it from the main menu now. I don't know if I said that, but um, you can actually preview. It. Like you have a, like a full 360 rotate of your ship, so you can look at different paints and different parts for your ship and SRV before you actually pick it. That way you, you do not just stick with like one view and stuff. Um, to go along with that is the showroom or is the store. The store will actually let you see um, ships from like a showroom style. Um, like, like paints, paints and ship kits for ships you may not even own. So you can see what they look like before you even get to where it was like, well, I'm looking at kind of looking at maybe getting a cutter. What are some paints for the cutter? Let me look at, you know, you can look at all of it before you actually go down the road to go and get a cutter or going to get a, a Corvette or whatever. um, Unless you toggle some like some of the lights and stuff on it while you're in there, um, it's a pretty cool little thing. It's like one of those things where, man, I really wish this was existing for quite a while because I bought some paints I was not too fond of after I saw them in game. You know.
1: Well, that's um, why I've been kind of hesitant to buy things like the the extended wings and the bumpers and the spoilers, like because they give you one angle and it's just like I can kind of barely see what this looks like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm well, on the fence about
0: it. Perfect example is I bought the uh, ship kit to the uh, vet and um, I want my $12 back because <laughs> <laughs> I slapped it on there and like with, within 10 minutes, I was like, nope, like my vet the way it is.
1: Yep. Because we only had that one view and it was kind of dim lighting. Right. Like the one thing I will say that the, the, the current view worked for is like the paint jobs. They gave you a pretty good overall view of the paint jobs. But yeah. But as far as, like, accessories go, that's where it really fell short. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you about the paints because
0: I feel like, yeah, you saw the paints. But, like, when you're looking at the paints on a big ship, you get to see about half of it, really.
1: And that's where my problem comes in because I don't own a large ship. Well, you're missing out there, buddy. You're missing out. I'm working on it. I <laughs> only got, like, one more Void operon and I'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I've, as far as this update goes, it looks like they're doing a bunch of quality quality of life changes that I really like. A um, few things that I feel a little weird about, but um, if they can get more people playing this game, that's just going to help them spend more money to develop it more. And the more that they develop this game, the more it's going to make me want to play it. So I'm completely okay with them doing all the things. So
1: No, oh, I agree 100%, but I think another thing to do too, I mean, I know it's been out for five years, but another big thing to do with it too would just, like, advertising. Yeah, you make a good point there. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that that's one of the biggest things, but it's just like really if you wanted more people to play this game, this stuff should have been implemented about three years ago. Right. That, or it should have been implemented right before a big Steam sale. I feel like those would help those numbers grow a bit more. And while I don't disagree with them happening, it's just, I don't know, is it too late? Well,
0: I'm going to say yes and no. Because... If you're like me, <clears throat> I have bought this game three times. I bought it one for myself, I bought it once for my nephew, and one for a buddy of mine. My nephew and my buddy don't play it. Like, they jumped in to try it out, and it wasn't for them. Well, after this update, I'm going to talk to them again and say, Hey, go try it again. Go try the little tutorial again. And see if see if I can get a few more people to join in. So, I don't know if it will necessarily help sales, but it might help bring more players in which will then turn around and help them on the sales of like ship kits and paints and stuff like that
1: that's a very good point and i had not considered that because um yeah i've only bought one copy of the game so <laughs> <clears throat> you know i'm actually
0: like the next time we have a steam sale i'm probably gonna buy or i'm probably gonna buy another copy of the game Um, because I would like to start over, but I'm not erasing my save.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because I've seen a bunch of posts on like Reddit about, oh, just reset after being away for a few years. And I'm like, why though? Yeah. I don't get that at all. Like you've already put in that much work while granted, you don't have to put in that much work anymore because let's face it with the, uh, Hey, void opal economy, you could Have yourself the best ship within, like, five hours if you wanted to.
0: Oh, speaking of which, I have a theory on that. I think that we're going to have a falling out. I think that we're going to have some sort of stock market crash, for lack of a better term, which is going to plunge the price of votables and PayNight down to pennies. Like, all the things that we're selling right now that are really good, I think it's going to plunge the value of them at some point. I think it'll be kind of lore based and they'll talk about it a little bit and, you know, uh, might be some Galnet news about it, but just, just a little theory. I think, I think it'll happen long after the fleet carrier update. I think it'll happen. Hmm. So, 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 okay. So 10 full hat time, right? <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, okay. So space legs, we know, or we think is, we're pretty sure is going to come end of next year. So, I think right before that, we'll have a great big stock market crash of things. And I think they'll kind of put us, I think they'll kind of put the galaxy kind of like in a very low state. And then they'll be like, hey, let's get out and let's go hunt some bugs so we can then get our economy rolling again and get things going again.
1: And that'll be kind of the catalyst
0: to, you know, do all the space like stuff.
1: Speaking of which, um, a friend of mine that I got listening to, it, who knows nothing of this game, right? Mm-hmm. Listened to our episode when we were talking about space legs and how we don't want this to become a first-person shooter, and, you know, I, I brought up the point to him, too. It's just like, well, if you want to go shoot stuff, that's why you hop in your ship. There's no point in doing it on your feet. Right. But um, he was like, yeah, but think about it, man. What if you're on a space station and you can get out of your ship and go hijack somebody else's ship? And I thought to myself, I was like, dude, that's such a good idea.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. And I'll tell you (laughs) why. (laughs) If you're like me and has a pristine, beautiful Corvette and some little butthole climbs on board my ship and steals it from me while I'm at the bar picking
1: up a mission or whatever, it's really going to tick me off. (laughs) That's the point, though. But then... That's but afterwards, like I got to thinking about okay, well, what are the implications of this, and how would you get your ship
0: back? If there because was we one...
1: all know we can't really rely on the security forces at hand right now; they're kind of worthless, right? If like it... three of them will show up, and whoever you're fighting still has time to uh, fsd away.
0: If there was a way <clears throat> where it was like. Like, I don't know how to do it. Like, if you could still, like, if they could limit the number of ships you can steal in a time period. Or the number of ships that could be broken into in a time period. Because this is what's going to happen. It sounds cool steal someone else's ship. That sounds cool. But at the same time, the flip side of that is, is that you have someone who sat there who just got their very first Anaconda and doesn't actually have the rebuy money for it yet, but are sitting there trying to get it kitted out, or had to go down to the station bar or whatever to to pick up a mission, and then and then are going to go back and pick up their other ship. Well, now you just stole their anaconda. Now they have to go back to a sidewinder. You know, that's that's not a good game design.
1: That's but, not. You're right.
0: But if you could do it, this thing where it's like, all right, so I stole your ship, but I have a tracker beacon on it. And I could hop in my sidewinder and chase you down and then steal it back. Like I could, you know, uh, EVA kind of onto the ship and take it back from you. Hey, you know, that's not, you know, we might have something there, you know? Cause that's, okay. that's some, that's some immersive gameplay right there. I could get behind that.
1: Well, instead of it being just a sidewinder though, because I don't think anybody's hopping from a sidewinder to a conda.
0: Well, no, but like,
1: but if, if you could get into one of your other ships, Right. Like, if... Because, let's face it, a Sidewinder would never catch an Anaconda with the difference in jump range. But... But, if you had... You know, if your ship below that was a Python, for example, while you might not have the jump range, they're going to stop at some point. And right. you'll be a lot closer in a Python than you ever would be in a Sidewinder.
0: But, you have to... so So, re, I mean, there's a bunch of things to think about here, though. Because... Yeah, like, stealing someone's ship sounds cool unless you're the guy whose ship's getting stolen.
1: Obviously. <laughs> so,
0: I I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about that because uh, man, in this game, your ship is your character. Like, you have a hollow me and all that, but your ship is your character. Your you're ship right. is what you put your armor on and the weapons on. That That's in your enchants and your gems and all the things. That's, that is your character. And if... I think about it, like in terms of like a, a typical MMO where like if someone just hijacked your character and walked off with it and you know, all you have is like this husk of your character. It's not fun. It's not fun anymore.
1: And, yeah. That's a good point to bring up. So, um, I think an alternative to that, though, though what if they snuck on your ship and took cargo? I'm not against that.
0: I'd be okay with that. Um, the other idea that I had of like, what if they snuck on your ship and then stole like, like I got the guardian fighters. Well, what if you snuck on my ship and stole the guardian fighter? You know, I
1: could could buy
0: another one, but that'd be a cool way for you to get access to the guardian fighter early on.
1: Like you get the tech. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or, or if there's a way to do it and implement it, uh, if they could sneak on your ship and like disable a module, that's not just a bad idea a weapon. Yeah. Because then if it, like, you know, and if you don't like pay attention to that as you're exiting and they try to like come gank you or something like that and you're like, why isn't this working? And then you realize, oh, they got on my ship and disabled this. Like, yep. that's another, that's another cool idea. Or well, what if they could get on your ship and then put some illegal cargo
0: on your ship and the <laughs> next time you're scanned is like, oh, you have this legal cargo. Oh, what the hell? See, that'd be kinda cool, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's See, a lot of ways you can go with it.
0: Yeah. The I only like problem it, like is it. is that anytime you do stuff like this where people can manipulate other people, you end up with horrible people or you end up with horrible people who are just out there to be annoying. Well and... we've already
1: got that with griefers always FSDing every five seconds. So. Exactly.
0: But like if like, you know, for me and you or for uh, people who play in the same private private universe I could so I could easily see me sneaking on your ship and you know putting something funny in there just to mess with you kind of thing, you know.
1: Why do I have five tons of bio waste in my cargo?
0: Don't worry about it. Just go with it. <laughs> this is this this is this is Ty Worsham's bio waste right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Premium grade A bio
0: waste from Ty Worsham, and he's and he's had Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Let's go sling that at the, uh, at the pirate factions. Yeah. they'll love that. So, um, something that we have not
0: talked about at all, um, because about buying different items in the, in the livery is that buying items now, you will buy them with ARCs, A-R-X. Um... So ARX is a new currency, for, for those that don't know, there is a great big ARX FAQ on the forums right now. Um, I'm going to kind of read through a few of these. Uh, ARX is a new currency replacing frontier points. Um, so what frontier points are, people who are on the Xbox or the PlayStation, you buy real money, or you use real money to buy real to buy frontier points, which will then buy you... Uh, Paints and ship kits. Not anymore. Now, or, or with the September update on the 18th, you will use... Your Frontier Points will be converted into ARCs, which will then be used to buy ship kits and paints. I love this idea. Because... Oh, absolutely. Number one, it is a currency that you can earn in the game. And... The arcs points do not expire they don't go down just because you're sitting there not doing nothing um however there's a few things arcs is strictly on cosmetics you cannot buy anything that will give you a boost in game with this uh frontier said they're not going to do that i believe them um Something they, they have kind of talked about is gifting ARCs. Can you gift it to someone else? Not yet. Uh, the way they have phrased that is not yet. Um, that's a key key phrase on how they're saying that. They're not saying, no, you can't do it. They're saying not yet, which means that they're probably working on a way to do it. Um if you have any existing frontier points, it'll be converted over to whatever the... I'm not sure what the ratio is going to be yet. Um, but what, what can you spend arcs on? Uh, paint jobs, ship kits, bobbleheads, nameplates. Uh, anything that you buy normally right now in the livery won't be bought with normal money. It'll be bought with arcs. So, when you earn arcs, there is a cap. 400 arcs per week is all that you can earn. Now, I would assume that you can buy more than that. Um, We don't quite know what the ratio here is. When I was watching the video, I noticed that the guy's arcs, like the the bank of how much arcs the guy had was like 10,000. But while he was in the game, I didn't see anywhere where it showed him how much arcs he had. The only time I saw arcs was on the main menu. And I think that's a pretty telling thing. I think that basically says this is for the store. Credits are what's in game. And I think they're trying to make that division very, very, very plain to where there's no chance of them cross pollinating. That's not the right word. Cross infecting uh, currencies because um, they don't want uh, arc, they don't they, they don't want arcs to be something where you can buy. Um, like buy a ship or something with it. They want. They still want that to be credit. They still want the game to exist. They don't want it to become a pay a pay to win game. That's the phrase I'm trying to think of.
1: Um, well, I think another important thing about those two, though, is with that limit. Um, I saw a post on Reddit, and I can't find it right now. I've been searching. Obviously, in the past four to five hours, there's been a lot of posts. <laughs> But um, I want to say I saw something that said it's about five thousand arcs is four ninety nine. Oh wow! Um, but the thing about it is, and it, like here's another thing that said too is that you're not going to earn arcs just by logging in and sitting there. Right. You will earn arcs through the same way, pretty much. You earn rank ups for your elite statuses with trading, exploration, and combat. Is like you actually have to do these things in order to gain the arcs. And I think that's a very important thing because that will prevent people from just logging in and being like, Oh, well, I'll just leave this on for eight hours while I go do this. Like you have to be active within the game to get the arcs. And I think that's a very important keynote.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 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 they're not going to make it to where you can just be logged in the game and earn your 400. Um, you're going to have to do things. And, it, you know, go by that ratio 400 is like 40 cents or something, so it's going to be a bit for you going to be able to afford a new paint job or something. But the fact of the matter is that right now there is no way to earn paint jobs outside of the game or outside of flat out purchasing them. So, um, I don't know, I, I, I think this is a good thing. I've when I first heard about this, I thought, well, this is just them trying to get all the currency in one spot so they don't have to do any more conversions anymore and now i'm starting to see that this is going to be the way that they do all of the cosmetics in the game and at first i was like well this is going to turn into a freaking pay to play or pay to win model i'm not going to like it but they've been very adamant about uh keeping it separate to where it is not a pay to win and i i feel like they're really hitting a home run here
1: oh um, yeah they're doing a they're great job with that and uh also, with this though, I think they're going to have to start, you know, getting on that paint ship, that 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 paint grind, because uh, it's not going to take long for people to fill out their registries.
0: Well, you know, um, something that they asked in here, or one of the FAQs here, said, "Will the team be doing anything to improve the quality of paint jobs/slash ship kits?" And here's the answer. Actually, yes, we've been making improvements to the paint job render system over the course of this year. New paint jobs will all use this improved system, meaning we are able to offer sharper, sharper more deep—that that more detailed paint schemes than ever before. Furthermore, Ooh. we are working through our back catalog to update paint jobs we could feel we feel could benefit from a touch-up. So I like that. I like that. I really do. Here's my one issue with that, <laughs> and it's kind of a goofy issue, man. If I'm using an older paint and I just really like the way it looks, and they kind of change the way it looks, that might bother me a little bit, you know. Even if it's not quite up to the best quality, you know, but I, I, I just like the way it looks. Ah, man, just leave it alone. Let me do my thing, you know.
1: Yeah, I can, I yeah, I can, I can see that, cause like it's like if you've had that one paint job on this one ship forever and. Yeah, you know, but and then all of a sudden they're just like boom, update, sharper yep. and all of a sudden like everything like looks different. Then yeah. yeah. Um, but I think if they're just doing like a quality upgrade, like they're making like the line sharper or something like that, I don't I don't think that will be too drastic. Probably not.
0: No, I'm probably just getting I'm probably over-exaggerating over, over exaggerating just a hair, you know?
1: <laughs> Maybe, but, I mean, it, it's still, like, well within sound, because if they do decide to, like, do a complete update to it and make something different about it, then, you know. Yeah. Um, something else about the
0: livery, or about the R slash livery system, is that anything that's in a package together, like the ship kits that are in a package together, you'll be able to buy the individual piece, like, if you just want this particular bumper, this particular wing, or if you just want the blue out of a particular paint pack, you can do that. You're not just stuck buying, well, i got to buy six paints. I really just want this one paint, um, which I think is really cool. Um, I, I, like, I like the fact that they're doing that because I, I can't tell you how many times I have purchased a paint pack and just wanted one paint out of the paint pack.
1: And I'm not sure if we've talked about that before, but I know me and you both definitely have talked about, uh, like, with naming your ship and having your name on your ship, you have to buy a complete pack mm-hmm. of different graphics for and decals for your ship name to be displayed on your ship when really you're just looking at one of them and going, I like that one. Yep. That's the only one I'm going to use.
0: And I, I There's already a uh, nameplate that as soon as this is implemented, I'm going to go buy. It's gonna be oh, one yeah. of the is one of the pirate ones that I'm like, whoop, oh, that's purchased because I don't I don't like any of the other pack and it's like four bucks or whatever. I don't want to pay all that. I know it's just four dollars, but I'm cheap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a day one. Like I feel like that's gonna be one of those things where it's like that's a day one money spend. Like Probably. screw earning the arts. Like we're we I'll pay the dollar and buy that individual piece of nameplate and proudly display it on all of my ships.
0: Yeah. Um, man, you know, uh, I, I think that's probably part of their business model too. They're, they're kind of, I think they're kind of betting on that. That people are like, oh, well just for, you know, $1. sixty, you can have this paint pack or whatever the division is, you know, I have this yeah. paint instead of the paint pack. I think they're kind of betting on that. So, um, a couple of follow-up questions to the, um, uh, FAQ here. I have 20 weeks of play time. Will that give me anything or do we have to earn them as we play after the update? The answer is, with the introduction of ARCs, we will not be retroactively awarding players with ARCs for any playtime prior to the September update. I don't know why people thought that would even be a I thing. Mean,
1: um, I assumed as much because, I mean, that's... It's kind of ridiculous to think that, oh, yeah, we're going to give you all of this just because we're now coming out with it. Right. Like, this isn't a job. This is a video game. You play right. for fun. Sorry to say that, but... Well, you we even think that they would just give it to you because, like... You said you had what, like fifteen hundred hours in this game? Something like that, yeah. Like the amount of arcs you have, you'd buy out their store front right there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. And they—that's that's something that I'm not going to say that they can't afford that, but they obviously still want to make profit because if we want this game to keep running, the company still has to make profit. Right. That's just right. business.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, will we will we be able to buy arcs using credits? You will not be able to buy ARCs using credits. Thank goodness. Oh, thank God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like how we both went there.
0: Yeah. I, it, this, people wanting to do this exchange of currency, go play a mobile game. I don't want to play your mobile game. I don't want this currency exchange where I have to have a freaking accounting degree to be able to figure it out. I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, will we... Will we Will we be able to purchase an extra commander slot with arcs? We do not currently have plans to increase the number of commander slots. Oh, please do this. Oh, I was about to say,
1: they do not currently have plans. They didn't say no. I know. And... and oh, actually, dude, please. I know. I've actually seen this question
0: pop up a few times in the past. And they have yet, they have yet to do it. And I think part of the reason is why, because they're sitting around going, "Well, we know our game is going to be on sale every single Christmas, and we kind of get a surge of sales then, and that really looks good in our first quarter for the year. So maybe we'll just, we won't do that because a lot of people are buying secondary accounts for another. Because, you know, I'll probably, I probably will do that this fall, or this winter, or during the Steam winter sale, so I'll probably buy another copy.
1: All right, well, hold on one second. Let me look this up because let me see a copy of this game right now is thirty dollars, right. And if you get the with the horizon season pass, it's still sixty dollars. It's like, okay, with your arc system, let us keep the copy of the game that we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let us keep the expansion pack that we have. great instead of having to buy the whole thing over again and let me buy an extra commander slot for i'll say between 10 and 20 bucks using the arcs system because then it's one of those things where it's like if you put in the play time you build up enough arcs you earn another commander slot hmm and the whole reason why i would like another commander slot is you know because we're doing this now right with the viewer base like, if we want to play with, though, like, I'm always nervous about going open. Like I said, I've never played an open because I know how online games are. Right. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like, if you guys want to come hang out with us, and I have the ability to get this secondary slot, in which I'd pay money to have this, then I'll have the secondary commander slot. It will only be an open, and bada bang, bada-boom.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm kind of right there with you. i I am pro arcs. I am pro
1: a second commander slot, but
0: I don't think they're going to do it. I just don't.
1: Well, Um, they haven't said no. That's the important thing to take away. I'm not (laughs) saying to get your hopes up, but they still haven't said no. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: and that's really about the, all the, all that is in this. Oh, one other thing I do want to point out is that for the commanders that are out there in the black doing exploration and have not touched a base in months, um you will be able to change you will be able to go to your main menu and change your bobbleheads and your paint schemes while you're out in the black. Like you'll be able to do that from the main menu so you're not just bound to a station to have to do it. I love this idea. This makes this makes me this couple with the fleet carriers, I could see me once I get my fleet carrier kind of built up, I could see me disappearing out into space and not coming back for quite a while.
1: Well, not to mention if, you know, if this is your first episode, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to the first three, especially (laughs) when this guy talks about quitting before exploring because of a bobblehead that he had.
0: (laughs) I believe that was episode two.
1: (laughs) But um, I mean, I thought that was a great story. But yeah, if you look at the same bobblehead for long enough, I'd get sick of it, too. And not having the ability to take your hand and smack it off.
0: Oh man, that'd but be so cool with space legs. Oh my god. <laughs> I never even thought about that till just now. <laughs> you could reach up and just smack your bobbleheads. <laughs>
1: just get off. Ugh.
0: Oh I, you gotta think about it, it's like there's no gravity on these ships, so if you're just kinda if you're just flying straight, it would just kinda float away. That might be fun to watch. Exactly.
1: <laughs> until it hits, until it hits your uh, FSD, and all of a sudden you're you're dropped out of hyper cruise, and, and then it smacks in the
0: canopy, <laughs> and puts a hole in the canopy, and then you die.
1: <laughs> oh man, so many things that could go wrong, but so many things that could be so good. Yeah. Because so... I mean, you got to think about it though. Like your best stories in Elite Dangerous are always those stories where it's like everything is screwed, but you still made it.
0: Yeah. So, um, Elite Dangerous Astrometrics, edastro.com, Commander Orvidius, I think that's his name, if I'm mispronouncing your name, Orvidius, I apologize, Um, but he posted the Galaxy Heat Map going all the way back from launch all the way up to current. And it's about a two and a half minute video. He posted this on YouTube. And uh, so every few months I feel like this website, or maybe it's the same commander, I'm not sure, comes out with a little heat map. And there's always like gaps in the galaxy where people haven't been or people haven't reported they've been and stuff. But what I was watching on this particular video, that by the end of it, People have been everywhere. Like, it's amazing how... I'm almost kind of like, man, maybe we need another galaxy to explore. <laughs> um, like, I, like I, I'm, I'm watching it right now,
1: and I'm only halfway through it. As soon as you started talking about it. Um, I wanted to bring up the point, because I went to like near the end. Mm-hmm. While it looks like there is a lot covered there... Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have the ability to zoom in on the overall map, but you can still see some gaps in there. But it says we only have about... I mean, 0.0... 0 about 2% of the galaxy. 0.2% of the galaxy. I'm going to round up. It's zero one eight, Blah, blah, blah. But we're going to round up to, like, 0.02% of the galaxy. Agreed. Um, Like, I'm as close to the end as possible without the other videos popping up. But it says... 72,000... No, 72 million systems have been discovered. Yeah. But you also have to think about that. Like, they... When they came out with it, I think the estimate was like 600 billion? 400. 400? Okay, so mm-hmm. my numbers are even higher. But, um... 400... Right?
0: 400 billion... Now, here's the thing with this. We don't have the vertical on this. This is just from the top down. Yeah. You know? And there are some gaps in there. But... It kind of amazes me how how far people have gone, you know? Um, I don't know why that amazes me so, because I'm just kind of like, man, I really thought that people wouldn't, or would stay away from certain areas for, oh God, like there's certain areas of the galaxy I'm kind of scared to even go to.
1: Like, <laughs>
0: know, that sounds a little weird, but like, hey, well, I, you don't I,
1: even play in open, do you?
0: <laughs> no, 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 rarely anyway, but.
1: But, um, I don't know, I guess it's just, Like, even, like, if you look at the history of, like, the world itself, we didn't get to where we are today by just having people sit back and stay in their comfort zone. Like, there are people who just went out. Yeah. And it's still crazy to think that, like, you can see all of this, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we've covered a lot, but we've only covered a little. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of...
0: Like... Like, I'm just going to tell you, like, my my exploration goals are done in this game. Like, I, I've discovered a black hole. I've discovered ammonia world, earth-like worlds, uh, a shit ton of icy bodies. I've discovered, <laughs> um, I've discovered, like, I think every type of world I've discovered. Like, every type of world that's possible. I think I've discovered every type of star that's, that's possible I think I've discovered. So, I have, like, my name on everything that's in there. And nice. Like, and like my last trip out, I made a point like the last trip out. The only thing I knew I was missing was a, uh, was a black hole. I had never discovered a black hole and I was flying along and I'm looking on the galaxy. I'm, I'm jumping along and I'm happening to look on the galaxy map. Cause I'm trying to, I was North of the North of Sagittarius A mm-hmm. and I'm just, just looking on the galaxy map and I just happened to spot a little black spot. I was like, huh, what the hell is that? So I click on it, and it's a black hole about 90 light years from where I'm at. So I divert, go over to it. Sure enough, it had not been discovered. Nice. So that's my black hole, and I got it. And I turned around, went right back to Explorer's Anchorage, and turned it in right there. That way I had credit for it. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's my black hole. And I got it bookmarked, and I'm very happy with my black hole.
1: So here's my whole question about Mm -hmm. the exploration thing. And this is something that I feel like is kind of missing. If you discover something new, Mm -hmm. do you think that you should be able to name it?
0: I have very mixed feelings on that. This goes back to the the customization thing. I would love to name my Earth-like worlds. In fact, I have names for them in my head. I would love to name my Black Hole. I have a name for it in my head as well. Here's the problem, though. I have cool names. If we let people name them, we're going to end up with Black Holy McBlackface or Penis Black Hole.
1: Okay, well, penis is not a word that is acceptable in this game. So, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen Commander's names get asterisked out because they have four-letter words that are within an overall word. Like I, their their filter for that is kind of bonkers, and a lot of people complain that it's way too rough on stuff.
0: And It might be, and and there's a bunch of ways they can implement filters on things. But I don't know. I, I even without that, even without like, even without like four letter words or cuss words or whatever, you're going to end up with people trying to. You're going to end Do up dumb with things. yeah. You're going to end up with dumb names. So what i here, here's what i think
1: and by the way just so our audience knows we're not saying like if you decide to if you find a black hole and you decide to call it like the absence of light or something like that that's not a dumb name no no that's objectively. not objectively we're talking about like i i'm not going to say like things that aren't acceptable within society yeah is the way i'll put it like racist stuff Anti whatever stuff like things that are just trying to piss people off.
0: Exactly. That like tro- trolling names is a good way to a good way to think about it. And yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want a trolley. And we we kind of get some of that anyway with like squadron names and ship names and stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, you can you can you can just kind of ignore a lot of that. But oh, man, I just. I, I don't know if I want to look at my galaxy map and see uh, Mc, McBlack, the McBlack hole, you know?
1: Oh, God. If somebody names something after a McDonald's advertisement, I quit. Man,
0: that's going <laughs> to happen, though, because people are going to do... Dude, there was a brand new science... Like, a couple of years back, there was this brand new science vessel being made. And uh, I can't remember what organ, what science organization put it to the internet and said, Hey, we're going to run a contest to... You know, see what see what y'all want to name this thing. We're gonna let y'all name it. So, like, there were names submitted, like uh like the like the Allen B. Shepard and um, um the Einstein, like like and like named after oceanographer. Oh, the 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 Cousteau and named after uh, uh, uh the Ballard, named after famous oceanographers and in dis, and, and discoverers and and scientists. There were great names in there, but you know the name that won. The name that everybody voted for, that they 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 ended up not naming it this, but they kind of got in some trouble because they legally were kind of bound to name it this because of the way they set it up. The name of the boat, or the name that won, I'm not even kidding here, was Bodie McBoatface.
1: <laughs> Internet now, trolls at the finest.
0: Now, on the one hand, I'm kind of like, I want them to name the ship Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Because I think that's hilarious. And it's not offensive. Exactly. The other part of me is kind of like, man, I don't know if I want our, our research ship to be named Bodie McBoatface. Today on the Bodie McBoatface, we discovered a brand new <laughs> type of... Oh, come
1: on! You are right. It does kind of like if they discovered something like amazing within the Mariana Trench. Like, oh, well, today the Bodie McBoat... Like I, I, that would take away from some of the... Uh, Authenticity of it, I guess, is yeah. one the word I'm looking for. But at the same time, it's still so great. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the day
0: I, um it's like last year during Halloween I wore this little mask, this little goofy uh, Scooby Doo mask uh to to work. This little paper Scooby, no, it wasn't Scooby Doo. It was a uh, Ninja Turtle's what it was. Just a stupid little Ninja Turtle mask. I'm sitting in a meeting. And I'm wearing it during the meeting. I'm the only one wearing it during the meeting. And it's a serious meeting and my boss just, he keeps laughing at me. He probably goes, can you take that off? I can't take you seriously while you're wearing that. (laughs) I'm like, it's Halloween, man. (laughs) But he was not amused. But I I guess he was amused is the problem, so. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so. I think that's about it, man. You got anything else for the show
1: today? Um... No, nah, I'm just like, I, I know as soon as they, uh, release these tutorials that, uh, I myself will be going into the codex and trying them out firsthand, just like I did with the current tutorial system that they have. Yep. Just so I can, you know, like for me, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, I don't necessarily need to, I still like to do these things because, um, I don't know. It's just a new feature. It's something that they're trying to do. And I just, for me, I like to test it out.
0: I agree. I think that's something you should do, man. Um, I'll probably check it out, too. Um, I actually never got around to checking out the previous one, because it was like, we're going to teach you how to dock. I'm like, I got this. Let me Just, just let me do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's literally like, you know, lower cargo, or lower your landing gear, go to the thing, center yourself, yeah. land. Yeah. But it's still just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, I guess for me, it's like, because you know, I did play in the beginning, and we didn't have any of that. So it's just like, I kind of like to see where it's at and then just yeah, go from there. Yep.
0: Well, I think that's going to do it, man. Um, you can always reach, uh, reach the show questions for the show at loose screws, questions at gmail.com. Uh, I am at Tyrville, T Y R V O L.
1: I am at Dravenos, D R A V E N O S one three dravenos13 on twitter you can also find me at twitch.tv slash dravenos it's about the same way just minus the one three
0: um i was gonna ask you too before we headed out did you because you told me that you had a couple people that you missed in your shout out last week
1: um i don't remember if i missed anybody but i do want to give a shout out to uh one of my co-workers his name is tony uh He's given us a listen, and he was asking me all kinds of questions because he's never played this game. He's not really nerdy or anything like that, but he's willing to support me. So, hey, man, shout-out to Tony. See you on Monday, brother.
0: Hey, thanks for listening, Tony. I appreciate that, man. And tell your friends, people who don't even like this stuff, like, listen, like, join us.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, word of mouth is definitely the best way that you can spread spread this show and grow the population. Also, um... Google play and Spotify do not have this system, but I know iTunes does. If you listen to us on iTunes, please leave a, like a review. And it takes like not all of 90 seconds for you to rate it and review it. And, uh, it really helps us get our names out there and, uh, spread the show. So that way we can continue to do this and potentially make more stuff. Yep.
0: Um, as all like you can just FYI, we got it to where, um, this week, uh, we are now on Spotify, we're on Radio Public, we're on Pocket Cast, Woo! we're on Breaker. Uh, yeah, We, we, we kind of went wild this week, everything got spread out, so we uh, that's pretty cool, I'm pretty happy about that. And didn't, oh uh, yeah, dude, when you
1: sent me the email that we had spread to other streaming platforms, oh, I cannot tell you the level of excitement that I got to.
0: And... Um, By all means, uh, you know, you guys want to support this podcast, you always can. Go to anchor.fm slash loose screws. There's a button right there that says support this podcast. There's also a button to listen on Spotify. Uh, There's a place right there where you can leave us some feedback. Let us know what
1: you guys think.
0: I think that's going to do it.
1: Have a good one. And always, fly dangerously.
0: Thanks, guys.